Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on October 8th, 2019. Today we got a pretty packed show for you. First things first, talk about playoff baseball. Almost through the NLD, the DS round of the postseason. Got a lot of updates you there. Some personal feelings for myself. Mm. Then of course we also have to update NFL. Week 5 is in the books. I got Again, some personal feelings. And some more personal feelings for myself. It has not been a good weekend to be a sports fan for Jason. <laughs> and finally, we're going to wrap the show up with our Joker review slash recap slash movie scale. Heavy spoilers. Heavy spoilers put in at the end of the show. That way, if you want to listen to the rest of the show, you don't want Joker to be spoiled. You can get up to that point. We'll tell you when it's going to happen. And then, boom, it's going to happen. And then, you know, you can go out and see Joker. Listen to the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes of the pod, however long that takes. Sounds so, like a good time. Let's get into it. I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Okay, so we're starting today's show off with our uh, Thor Funko Pop giveaway that we tried doing like a few weeks ago. No one ever claimed it. We're breaking our own rules. Uh, you don't have to listen to win, even though we hope you're listening. We're going to give it away anyways, build up some clout, and we want to give away some more things for y'all. So Might have to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, we might have Get to do these something. prizes out there. We got, some, you know, we got some more pops. We got some bobbleheads coming your way. So we got some good stuff. So we're gonna, you know, randomly pick a winner here. 
going to announce it on Twitter when we announce the uh, the podcast episode. Going back all the way to our original tweet. So, Tyler, the number that you were looking for here is number four. Number four on the retweets list. Who's it going to be? Who's the lucky winner? Um, None other than Jose. Jose who? High Life Kid. Ex-Jose7. I don't know who that is. Well, he retweeted. All right, Jose, congratulations on winning the <laughs> Thor Funko Pop. It's You probably don't even remember doing the tweet because it's been so long, but we got to stick to our word. Also, when we do these giveaways in the future, there's like legal things we have to say that I've found out. Like no purchase necessary, void, we're prohibited, legal in the continental United States. I think we States. should make a purchase necessary. I think that's illegal. I'm, I'm just saying. I wouldn't mind a little money. Okay, so playoff baseball. <laughs> we're through four games of most of the series. Uh, three games if you in the AL side of things. Uh, starting with the most prevalent thing for us is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Me being a Dodgers fan, of course. Uh, the Dodgers heading to Game Five in LA. Washington Nationals just smacked them six to one in Game Four, and I could say I'm worried. All right, now Jay, <clears throat> scale one to ten, how worried and how confident are you in your starter tomorrow? Who's going to be Wednesday? Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. My fault. Um, confident in Walker Bueller, I'm about an eight out of ten, nine out of ten. Okay, he's not the problem for me at all. Strasburg on the mound against him that worries me um if i'm playing pro dodgers um the dodgers were one of the best teams i don't know the stats i don't have them on them, but they're one of the best teams of hitting hard throwing pitchers this year so i'm hoping the second time around they see him in a week span they kind of catch up to his stuff it's a, they're used to it a little more for sure um you know bueller's gonna have to have a good start and word we're gonna bring kershaw out of the pen i'd rather bring ryu out of the pen we got home field we're the best team in the league at at Dodger Stadium, like at home. So that's got us going. But I've been saying it since June. The Nationals scare me. I don't expect to win this game. I expect to lose. It is what it is. I will say one thing that I loved about the game tonight, which you're going to hate. <clears throat> Max Scherzer, over 100 pitches. Jock Peterson comes up to bat. They leave that man in. Yeah. I saw some Dodger fans talk about how that was terribly managed by Dave Martinez, and you go with your guy there. I'm sorry, but you just go with your guy. 100%. Especially when your guy's Max Scherzer. Dave Roberts would have had management up his ass to pull Scherzer there. Yeah. And that's why I love that they left him in. I know the numbers don't, you know, third time around the lineup. Well, Jock Jock was three inches from a three-run double, so we wouldn't be having this conversation. But we are having this conversation. (laughs) And he was close. That was heartbreaking Yeah, if you're a Dodger fan. Yeah. Um but I love it. I love the call there. One thing I hated about how we managed this game and I got in a little bit of a little bit of a t- Twitter debate about it. Did not see this. Let's hear it. So the Dodgers put in Kenta Maeda who's been red hot this postseason. Like red hot, he's been fantastic. So today was like a bullpen game because we don't have a traditional game 4 starter because Rich Hill like came, coming off injury, they don't think he could do that big of a workload. So we put Kenta in trying to give you the exact moments we put Kenta in. We put Kenta in, in the bottom of the fourth, right? Fresh inning, didn't pinch hit him or anything, you know? Bear in mind, we put Kenta in with the eighth spot due up the next inning. Kenta, one, two, three inning. Strikeout, strikeout. Okay, no, soft soft single, and then a line out for Max Scherzer. Gets through the inning, no problem. And then in the top of the fifth, Will Smith strikes out. There's one out. It's a tie game at this point, 1-1. One, one. AJ, they pinch hit Kenta Maeda for AJ Pollock, which mm. he ends up striking out. Jock Peterson ends up striking out. And then they end up putting Julio Urias in, who Urias single, and then it was a sack bunt, and then a single to score him. Juan Soto popped out, Howie Kendrick singled, and then they put um, Pedro Baez in, and Pedro Baez let up a three-run home run, and that was ultimately what won the Nationals the game. 
Kenta Maeda is your best pitcher. I think you have to roll with the hottest arm there, and you have to keep him in that game. And I saw I, the debate I got in was like, oh, well, his spot was due up in the order. And it's like, okay, so there's two things here. A, you either just let him hit in a tie game, because at this point, pitching is just as important as that one hitting. And it's not an RBI situation. You have the bases empty with one out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why put in the guy who's 0 for 10 with eight strikeouts? Yep. For someone, Kenta probably had a better chance of getting a base hit. <laughs> and it's not even in hindsight. It's just, so you pull him and then you put Urias in, which Urias has been good too, Urias, however. But it's just, I don't know, you got to go with Kenta. I think you have to ride the hot hand. And then the person I debated with, Jeff Snyder, he also said like, oh, well, you'd rather have someone who's pitching back-to-back days in there when his spots do up. Yes, Kenta pitched yesterday. You know how many pitches he had yesterday, Ty? How Game many? three? Five. That doesn't count as pitching. Five pitches. That counts as throwing warm-up before a game. And then the argument was like, oh, well, they haven't prepared him to go back-to-back days. They've prepared Urias to go back-to-back days. I'm like, dude, you don't think these guys throw bullpens like almost every day when they're not throwing? And not only that, it's, he played it's the catch. playoffs. Everyone's ready to go. Yes. Especially you throw five pitches the day before, you're ready he to go. He played catch. He's been phenomenal. You know, it, it is what it is. It happened, you know, the way it happened. But you got to ride the hot hand there. So you either got to keep Kent in and let him hit or don't put him in there and waste him on one inning when you know his spots do up second in the next inning put in dustin may put in someone else you know what i mean and it, it just sucks too because they they put kent in to face the bottom half of the order and then took him out so urias could face the top half and it wasn't even a lefty lefty thing it was it was a trey turner righty adam eaton lefty and then it was like righty right or righty lefty whatever so kent has been great i just don't know how you pull him there now to play devil's advocate on that if you're committed to a bullpen game do you think no matter what, we're going to be switching pitchers in and out throughout this game. Are those spots in the order more valuable than having a guy go an extra inning? What do you mean by that? So, since it's a bullpen game, you're committed to it being a bullpen game when you have Rich Hill start. Yes. That ninth spot in the batting lineup can basically be a DH the rest of the game. Yeah. If you're committed to it being well, a bullpen yeah, game. Well, yeah, if you're doing that, then why put Kenta in? Why put... I, I don't understand putting your best pitcher in who can go length. He's a starting pitcher. That would be the issue. Is... Using Kenta in that spot. But yeah. again, to play devil's advocate, I believe you were on here saying the Dodgers finished the season with the best bullpen ERA in all baseball. Yes. So you can't be afraid to switch out I'm pitchers just saying, when there should be people there to back him up. You should ride the hot hand, especially my thing is he has length and he's been great this postseason. Why? I don't know. I don't. I think it's just misusage. Why don't you throw, you know, they had, let's see. I don't have the numbers. Why don't you throw Urias an inning? Or Stripling. Stripling only threw an inning. Why don't you have one of them throw that inning? Have Kenta come in and take the whole, because it was the back half of the order. Have someone else throw that back half. Bring Kenta in to face the lineup one time because his numbers are like elite when they face the lineup one time. You manage it based off where your offense is at. So if a spot's due yes. up, you throw a guy with one inning, and then once that spot gets passed over, you put Kenta in, who yeah. can go two to three depending on what yeah. your offense does. And then, you know, if it works, you know, it's still a 1-1 game in the top of the six or whatever and everything. No, I definitely fine, agree but, with it. I'm just playing a little devil's advocate. But, yeah, going back to L.A., um, we'll see, man. The offense has sucked. We had one good inning this whole this whole series, and it's, besides that, it's been kind of poor. I mean, we scored five runs in the first game, but it was kind of off. I don't know. We'll see. The The key is getting Strasburg out of the game. They still have Corbin, who could come out of the pen. I think he came out of the pen yesterday, but he didn't throw that much. No, he did. Get, yeah, he did come out of but the pen But he got yesterday. shelled. Yeah. So, But he could still come in and pitch. So we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I mean – the key there, 100%, is just getting that pitch count up. You need to get guys in the game who can work that pitch count and get into their really shitty bullpen. Well, we do that, but then we don't. We just strike out. We've been striking out so much, and this is exactly what I was afraid of. I was afraid of the whole, 
everyone gets cold at the same time. And I think I said it last week. You know, you make the case. Bellinger gets cold. Turner's done his normal and thing. I'm, Seager gets cold. I don't cold. want to say nothing, but your gold, gold glove center fielder dropped a fly ball today. Oh, yeah, that was bad. That was just a <laughs> terrible, terrible play. But at that point, the game was already over. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't expect a win. And by the time you're listening, well, no, not by the time. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, the Dodgers may have already lost. Or maybe they have won. I was hoping they'd win today so I could be really ecstatic on the podcast but i guess we're gonna have to wait till next week to really determine that's all right because if they do win no one's gonna know until you're depressed about the next series next episode so it'll be great to touch on that real quick that's the part that bums me out is because i think the braves and cardinals are both a very easy series for the dodgers Mm. i really do Mm. gotta watch out for them braves i who i think will lose now the braves i don't know neither team has they have good starting pitch i don't know i just feel like it's i feel like the nationals are a nightmare you know, night, nightmare, what's the word, matchup for the Dodgers, whereas I think the Dodgers' talent would just overpower both the Cardinals and the Braves. I don't think either team is ready yet to be a World Series team. Okay. Speaking of that, Cardinals just had a walk-off in Game 4. Yeah, so I was all on the Braves' uh, <laughs> Braves bandwagon. Yeah. Had them going to the World Series, Jay. Yeah. I don't know about that now. <laughs> I don't know if you can take a team who hits a walk-off in Game 4 and then have them lose Game 5. I don't know the Braves. I don't know the numbers, but I bet they Did you low. see game three? Yeah. The Braves came back in That's the ninth true. inning down to their last out, and then they lost in the next game. Yeah, I'm still riding the Braves. Every game in the series, I think game two might not have been, but I think the other three games were all determined in the ninth inning. Yeah, the Cardinals shit away a fucking beautiful game by Adam Wainwright. Yeah. Which is just terrible. So, neither of those teams you know what, Yeah, they deserve to lose after Adam Wainwright did all that hard work <laughs> for them. Dude, You're right, Jay. I love Jose Martinez just blowing it because he got all cocky after the first game and everything. <laughs> like when he blew it yesterday, he just looked so sad. It was so funny. I was laughing so hard. But got to watch out for I don't the know. Braves. I don't know. I think the Dodgers would crush either one of them. And then, you know, the AL teams are both scary. All four of them. Not all four of them, but. No, just the Yankees and the Astros, which are the only two you're going to need to worry about. I don't know, man. Houston down 2-1, just lost game three. Let me make the case for the Houston Astros losing. <laughs> Let me hear it because I don't buy it one bit. Justin Verlander is pitching a three days rest tomorrow. Today, okay. when you're listening to this, that's a lot to ask for for like a 36 year old man who has as rejuvenated as his career. Steroids? Oh, um, whoa! Just Jay. kidding. Just allegedly. Kidding. No, no steroids. I highly doubt Justin Verlander's on steroids. I've actually gotten in that debate before about why he's not on steroids. 100 percent not. Um, but coming off three days rest, their bullpen got taxed today because they had to go to the pen early. Okay, they got creamed. Tampa Bay's at home. You jump on Verlander early, you know, get it to game five. And then you got Garrett Cole, who will be on four-day rest. And I don't really know how to say that. The There's break, no way. The, you, There's no way you're beating Verlander and Cole back-to-back. Because I think you if, never know. I think if things Someone's going to shit, have to do it if they're going to beat him. If things go to shit in game four for the Astros, I think they're smart enough to say, all right, we're going to go throw someone in there to eat up innings. We're going to take this game five at home with Cole on the mound and save all of our key pieces. Maybe... Game five, the Rays just throw their every single arm at the Astros, hold them to like one run, and they beat Garrett Cole on like a two-run home run by one guy. All it takes is one mistake in the playoffs. <laughs> and I don't see I don't see the Astros making that mistake. And they're a team of destiny, bro. And they're the, too good. And then the Rays are going to take on the Yankees, who I think are like a guarantee to win this series. Um, they're I mean, up 2-0 right now for the sweep. Two, yeah, bottom of the fifth. Up 2-0. I mean, the Twins might win tonight, and then I'll be making the case on how the Twins could beat the Yankees. But <laughs> um, the Yankees, I still think the Yankees are the best team. Like, not the best, but the most oh, the likely to make the World Series. No, 100% I'm on the Astros. Everyone's on the Astros, and that's why the Yankees are going to win it. No, Yankees bats are going to light up Verlander and Cole. There's no way. Their bats have been insane, dude. There's no way. 
You don't know that? There's no way. There, what, what's going to happen when the Yankees beat the Astros? I'm going to lose $20 to our playoff bracket. <laughs> but there's no way. And then it's going to be Yankees Nationals in the World Series, and the Yankees are going to sh- cream the Nationals, and I'm going to be thinking what if because I think the Dodgers could beat the Yankees. I wouldn't mind a Astros Nationals World Series. Why? To get the Verlander-Scherzer matchup and just have all the Detroit Tiger fans <laughs> crying. That's what could have been. Yeah. That'd be fun. Dude, the Tigers had so much freaking, so much talent. Yeah. At one point. That's a team that lost when they had like Miggy, um, a lot of people, J.D. Martinez. <laughs> you just stopped um, after Miggy. Prince Fielder was there. Ian um, Kinsler was there. The Scherzer. Verlander. Who's the catcher? There's Alex Avila. No, they had a switch hitting catcher. Oh, Martinez. Victor Martinez. Yeah. I think he was an all-star. Jordan Zimmerman had a really good year with them. I think he was like a Cy Young finalist. Um, They had a lot. I blame Brad Osmus. Yeah. Now now unemployed. Job soon to be taken by Joe Madden. Ooh. How do you feel about that? I'm excited. Joe Madden is going to be on the Los Angeles Angeles manager. We are his number one choice, and he is our number one choice. Allegedly. You don't let go of a guy after one year, after like kind of saying you're going to go all in on him. If you're not knowing. Yeah. You know who you want. You know who you're going after. Yeah. And it's Joe Madden, and I'm excited to see it. How do you think Joe Madden's going to be with Mike Trout? I think it's going to be great. I think everything's going to be great. <laughs> you going to pick them to be a wild card team again next year? Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming off the worst season in the past 20 years. We're going to have a bounce back year next year, but... Ty, what do you think about the Dodgers at Nationals Game 5? You didn't really say your prediction on what's going to happen. I don't know. Honestly, I think the Dodgers are going to win, but I hope like a motherfucker the Nationals win. <laughs> <laughs> why are you per- why are you rooting against me, it's dude? It's for my bracket. Why are you rooting against me? It's just I got bracket. the Nationals too. It's this just for my bracket, this, Jay. If anything, this helps you because then my World Series pick would be out. No, it's just for my bracket, Jay. We have the exact same pick. It doesn't but, help you whatsoever. But maybe it's not just your bet. I'm still working on a perfect bracket here to win the $200,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just for my bracket, Jay. Okay. You got to understand. Okay. All right, and then uh, in the NFL, my team also lost. What a surprise. Oh, man, let's talk about them, Chargers, Jay. Two and three. I mean, we always start some, slow. I'm used to it. Some would say Dunchained. I put the Dunchained on Barstool Big Cat, would I, say. Did he say that? Yeah, he gave him Dunchained this week. I put it on while I was watching the game, before they even Oof. lost the game. I didn't watch the game. Was it bad? Oh, man, it was. I called it, too. I told Miko. I said, Miko, we're going to lose this game. And I even, on my staff predictions on my website, I predicted the Denver Broncos. I was the only one to predict the Denver Broncos. The Chargers lose these games every time. first win. A battle of two borderline elite quarterbacks. And the elite one comes out on top. Um, <laughs> the Broncos did a really good, good job of pressuring Phillip all day, which isn't surprising considering the Chargers have an atrocious offensive line. Um, the running game wasn't really there. Had some, you know, mistakes, some terrible, terrible, terrible play calling, just terrible coaching the mm-hmm. whole game. We had a fourth and one, end of the second half. They were Broncos were up 14-0 at that time, 17-0. I don't know. No, okay. 14. I, I agreed they should have went for it, and they did. They went for it on, like, it was like inches. I think it was like inches. I don't know. And they just run this terrible, terrible play where they motion. They have Eckler and Gordon, and then they motion Eckler from like wide out and he motions to the backfield and then they hike it and they do a fake handoff to Gordon and then they like pitch it to Eckler and he has to run like six yards backwards before he can make forward progress. That's just overthinking it. Just fucking give Philip the ball. Yeah. And just plow it. That you boy is six. Get that four. big country boy ahead. He is six four. Just literally hike it and just stick the ball over the goal line. The second it goes over the goal line, the play is dead. 
just it makes no sense. Well, that was on the fourth and goal. Yes, in inches. Yes. Oh lordy. Yeah, at the end of the first half, and then we had another play, which so we had an interception, and then we got the ball back at like the ten yard line or whatever, and then we we ran some stupid like oh we ran some play. It was like so we got it at the ten, and then we ran it, and it was on like the three. So it was like second and goal from like the three, and they bring Tyrod Taylor out and put him at quarterback, line Philip up at wide receiver, and then just hike the ball to Tyrod Taylor and try to do like a wildcat run with Tyrod Taylor. They've been watching a little bit too much of Sean Payton there. I, it was it wasn't even like creative though, where they do like an option or they make like them think one thing or the other. He just literally hiked it and he just ran straight. He, they ran the play that they should have ran on fourth and fourth and goal. Well, they should just <laughs> ran a sneak. I don't know. And then the very next play, Phillip throws like a stupid interception. And we ended up scoring. It's funny because we ended up forcing them to punt. And then we got the, we scored on the punt return. But it was just brutal, man. So brutal, Jason, that both my ED player and my will watch out from that guy came from this game. Deservingly so, man. Jason, which one would you like to hear first? We're jumping straight to that. I mean, I wouldn't don't want to jump back to the game if we're here. I want to touch on just, it. Just, I don't know, whatever order you want. We're going to go Phil me. Rivers, ED player of the game. It wasn't his fault, man. He was getting pressured Two interceptions, all day. 32 for 48, only 211 yards against the Denver Broncos. He was get. they have a good defense. Against the 0-4 previously Denver Broncos. They you have hate a good to defense. see it. And I'm not surprised that he's the ED player because even popping out children left and right, he's going to get ED eventually. <laughs> and it was this week. It wasn't his fault, man. And we're just so banged up. We're so injured. We could still make the playoffs because we're very injured, but I, I don't know, man. Piggybacking off of that, Jason, Philip Lindsay on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I expected that. The Monsters two fills. fucking game. The two fills. Oh. Yeah. Didn't notice that. Love it. Yeah, man. It was bad. 177 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. Man, just ate you guys alive. Yeah. So we'll watch out for that guy, Philip Lindsay. It's such a joke, man. We could still make the playoffs, but I gave him the dun chain. They're not going to, but they still could. But you gave him the Dunchain, so you, you can't. Yeah. That's what's unfortunate about it. I don't know, man. The AFC wildcard picture is like kind of up in the air, so I'm not too worried. But Dunchain. You know what isn't up in the air, Jay? What? NFC one seed. Okay. Wonder know why? The Packers are looking good? Because the Saints are marching. Packers yeah. are looking good. The Packers are looking good. I don't want to talk about that because the Saints are marching. <laughs> I was worried. About James Winston, Chris Godwin. I wasn't. Getting their sneaky bullshit game on us. They had it last week. I told you that. They had the bullshit game last week. They weren't going to do it two weeks in a row. Jason, I got a quick question for you. What? If you recall from about a week ago, probably down to the hour. Okay. Who was my will watch out for that guy last week? Who was it? Might have been Teddy B. (laughs) Yeah. Jay? Teddy B had a great game. I know he had a great game. Teddy B, 314 yards, four touchdowns, one absolutely. bullshit interception. Yeah, absolutely. He had a we'll watch out for game. that guy. He had a fantastic game. Teddy B, I'm a Camaro, only 62 rushing yards, but that's okay because he had 42 receiving and Mike Thomas, 182. Goddamn, I love my Saints. Yeah, you guys are looking good. Um, now you got the Jaguars. You got to watch out for Minshew Mania, but I think we're going to be all right. We're going to go unscathed. We're going to have some claw marks from them Jags, but it's going to be okay. I'm going to go back to that. You have the Jaguars. I think the Arizona is three weeks from now. It's Jaguars. Who's the in-between game? Oh, the Bears. Jaguars, Bears. Arizona. Arizona. Bye week. Drew Brees time after that. So I want to start by saying I perfectly predicted the Saints. um, I saw that. Win over the Buccaneers. Your article is beautiful. Did you read the, we perfectly predicted the Saints to beat the Buccaneers? No. Let me tell you everything. I saw your original article and I just recalled. And I was like, wow. 
Let me perfectly just... predicted how they're going to beat the uh, Bucks. Yeah, I just I predicted everything, man. So let me see. Let me see. Some would say fortune teller. Well, that's why I'm going to lead into something else here. Um, <laughs> so, you know, perfectly predicted. First was Teddy Bridgewater, who I predicted have his best start with the Saints thus far. Bridgewater just did that. It was even better than I predicted. I said 285 yards, two touchdowns. He had 314 and four touchdowns. I'll state that Michael Thomas would be a stud, not a dud in this game after two slow games with Bridgewater in the center. I predicted 10 receptions and 150 yards. He caught 11 for 182 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> Didn't say the touchdowns. <laughs> in, Eaten. in the duds of the same article, I, pre- I went with Alvin Kamara, who he had a good receiving game, but it was more dud in the running game, which was expected because they have a good run defense. Only 62. And then Eli Apple, who I think was matched up on Chris Godwin for most of the game. Because a lot of more shut down Mike Evans. Mike Evans didn't have a single reception. Oh, yeah. I believe Eli Apple was the one. And uh, Chris Godwin had a big day. And I think in that same article, I even wrote that Lattimore would lock down Mike Evans. Uh, one thing I got wrong was Jameis Winston didn't throw three interceptions. But he still didn't have a good game. He threw one, didn't he? I don't know. No, he was just bad. And yeah, and I said they'd blow the. I said they'd route the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers had that last second touchdown to make it look close. But I don't think this game was really close. One thing I will say: the Saints are the worst team in the NFL when it comes down to garbage time. We've given up so many garbage time points. It's unacceptable. We need to tighten up. (laughs) But that goes into my next prediction, which is the New Orleans Saints are going to lose against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ah, Jason, I just don't give me that Minshew mania bullshit. No, it's not even that. It's just it's got all the makings. Reason number one: it's a trap game. You got the Bears next week. Well, the week following, you know, they're prepared for the Bears. They're looking ahead at the Bears. The Jaguars are going to sneak up on them. Two, you're playing in a hot and a humid Jacksonville, you know, uh, stadium that is outside. Teddy B, I don't know if he can handle it. I don't know if the Saints can handle it. And three, it's just the Jaguars, man. Minshew mania. <laughs> it's Minshew mania. They got a good defensive line. Bridgewater might be pressured. And I just feel like it's going to be an ugly, like, 20 to 10 game. And the Saints are going to lose it. It's going to be the game they lose that they shouldn't lose while... Drew Brees is out. It's going to happen. That's fine. I can't, I'm, I can't be upset if we lose a game with Drew Brees out. It, it's I've just happen. been ecstatic with what's been going on so far. I don't think it's going to happen one bit, though. Yeah, they're going to lose mean, this Gardner one. Minshew did throw for 374 and two touchdowns this week in a, a losing effort. Not his fault. But I just hope we just put up a fuck ton of points again. They're going to lose this one, and then they're going to win the next two, and they're going to go 5-1 and one without Drew Brees, and they're going to finish the season like 13-3. and three. Five and one without Drew Brees? If they lose this one and go win two. I'm not counting the Rams game. Oh, okay. Because you didn't game plan with Bridgewater and everything. Yeah. I'd like to that. I'd like to point out something. Jaguars. They're they're a very uh never mind, my trend's wrong. Never mind. Let's just move on. I would like to hear it, Jay. I never mind. I thought they won one week, lost one week, won one week, lost one week, but that's not correct. I was incorrect about that. <laughs> I like it though. You're trying to dive in deep. <laughs> trying to find patterns. Yeah, that didn't work. Um, Kirk Cousins beat up on the Giants because he beats bad teams and he loses to good teams. Daniel Jones looking like everyone expected, not that good. Yeah, bringing him back down to earth. Yeah, had a decent game against the worst secondary in the Buccaneers, uh, who we... Teddy Bridgewater also had a good game against. <laughs> did we talk about the uh, Houston Texans dropping a 50-burger? No. Houston Texans dropped a 50-burger, five touchdowns for uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson had a great fantasy day, and as you guys know, he's on my fantasy team. Did you win this week? I'd like to announce that I won my very first week of oh, fantasy football. Hot damn, Jason. I finally got the W. Scored over 130 points. Nick Chubb, I think, had a bad game tonight, but it didn't matter because I already had the win in the bag. Now, you definitely would have dominated if you would have still had Christian McCaffrey. No. 
because he went the fuck off. He did go. He did. I go jumped off. past that game, but just go back. Christian McCaffrey, 160, 176 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and 61 receiving with a receiving touchdown. Three touchdowns on the day for McCaffrey and like 200 scrimmage yards. You know, I'm not even mad because Nick Chubb has, besides tonight, had two really good games since I traded for him. And I got Tyler Boyd, who had an insane fantasy week this week, and he filled in my second receiving spot. And I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You're okay I with flipped, it? I flipped the best running back for like a top five fantasy running back and then a receiver who I desperately needed and helped me win this week. I would not have won if I just had McCaffrey. Actually, I might have. My opponent only scored like 40 points. McCaffrey put up a lot of fucking points today. Yeah, that's all right. Now, <laughs> Cody Parkey, Jason. On the Bears? He was on the Bears, right? Double doink. Yeah. He's still in the league? He's now trying out for the Titans because their kicker missed four field goals this weekend, and they lost 14-7. Oh, to 7. Wow. Four field goals? Missed four field goals. That sucks. 0 for 4. And again, they lost 14-7. to 7. That sucks. Bills get the win. It's like a Chargers loss. Bills definitely don't deserve the win. Cody Parkey probably has a job now because of that man, though. Bills are like the worst 3-1 team I've ever seen. Uh, they're actually, they're, they have a really good defense, but besides that, they're like the worst 3-1 team I've ever seen. I don't think seen. they're for real. They played with the you. Patriots close. They did, but I just, I can't Are they going to be the twins of this year for us? They might be the team that I just don't buy. They're going to finish <laughs> like 15-1, and one, and I'm be like, eh, I don't think they're that good. <laughs> they're going to sneak one from the Patriots. Yeah, they're going to be 15-1. and one. They very well could. Uh, Cardinals and Bengals could give two shits. I mean, I, I saw a tweet that no, not one person at MGM Grand or one of the hotels, not a single better had the Bengals money line. Not a single person. God damn. Yeah. And the Bengals lost, right? Yeah. It's all right. 26, so, 23. Good bet. Everyone knows what they're doing. Patriots 33 to seven on the Redskins. Uh, head coach just got fired. Yeah. Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden's done. Redskins are still a dumpster fire. Yeah, they're terrible, man. They're so bad. Ravens, Steelers, uh, fucking Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I was watching that, and I it ha- when it happened, I was like, oh, he's fucked up. He just fucked I knew him. right away. Went locked body on the floor and was just pointing for the first down on the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not funny, Tyler. <laughs> it's not funny, but it was bad. He got knocked the fuck out. Do you think he plays next week? I don't know. I don't. I don't. That was bad. Dude. He shouldn't, but the NFL's so stupid with concussions, he probably will. They lit him the fuck up. Oh, you know who they play next week? The Chargers. Oof. Just kind of hope he doesn't play. <laughs> we need a win. Lamar Jackson, one touchdown, three interceptions. Fun fact about Lamar Jackson, Jason. Yeah. His passing yards have gone down each week of the season so far. Well, yeah, they were the most overhyped team in the league. They played the worst team in the league week one. This is what happened last year. I, I said this in the podcast after week one, I'm pretty sure. I'm just throwing out stats. The... The Ravens shit on like the Bills or someone in week one. Everyone's like, oh, the Ravens. They ended up making the playoffs and everything. There's no way they played the Dolphins in week one, two two years in a row. I want to say it was the Dolphins. There's no way. There's no, no, they don't do that. That's not a division team. They play different divisions every year. I want to say it was the Dolphins. No, it wasn't. It was the Bills. I want to say the Ravens beat the Dolphins 59 to 10 week one, Jason. Are you sure that's not this week? No, it was the Bills last year. They beat them 47-3. to Oh, you said last year? Yes. I don't fucking remember I last year. I said this year. is the same as last year. They, oh. You don't listen to me. I guess not. The same I'll last year. They, wrong. they blew out the first team, <laughs> and then they came back to earth, but then they got hot late in the year. But, yeah, they barely beat the Steelers, and it just shows we all were kind of probably overhyped on them. I think they're a good team. I think they'll probably make the playoffs one way or another. Just every week it's gone down. Wouldn't be surprised if he was negative <laughs> oh, week God. 17. 
Maybe, man. I mean, the trend. He is a wide receiver, after all. Lamar Jackson playing quarterback. Yeah, he's not a quarterback. He's a wide receiver. Okay, I thought he's a running back, but I'm fine with either. (laughs) He's both. The Bears losing to the Raiders. What the fuck are the Raiders? What the fuck are the Bears? Are they good? Are they bad? Do we know? I think the Raiders are pretty good. I'm gonna say say that, but then Derek Carr is still their quarterback, and I'm like, yeah, they're not that good. Derek Carr looked. Pretty decent. He didn't have uh, he had zero touchdowns, but he completed most of his passes, and he did what he had to do against a really good defense. I just want to point out something. He split up. I mean, he has nobody as far as wide receivers, and he split everything up. Four, 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 two, three, three, two, one, two for receptions per players. He looks like prime four and twelve Saints Drew Brees. There's nobody on the field, and everybody's getting the ball. I said that the Raiders were identical to the 2017 Los Angeles Rams. I don't think they're that good, but I just have a. I said that back in March. I don't know, man. I think the Raiders are going to be decent. I think they're going to be decent. I don't. Think I'm so. squatting on that take. The Raiders are going to finish nine and seven. Okay. And that's with having to play the Chargers and the Chiefs twice. I don't think they're that good. They're going to finish nine and seven. We talked about Broncos, Chargers, Packers. Cowboys. I think the Saints broke the Cowboys, Jason. I think the Cowboys just played three really bad teams to start the year and got overhyped. Just like the Ravens. Now they're playing two good teams. And their true color show. They're they're a team that will win enough games to make the playoffs, but probably won't beat anyone past the divisional round. How the fuck did the how did the Packers win this game? Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a touchdown. If the Dallas Cowboys oh, win they the had Super four Bowl rushing touchdown, okay. If the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl, Tyler, I will eat a Carolina Reaper. I think you just want to eat a Carolina Reaper at this point. I don't remember the other bet. Oh, if Pete Alonso didn't win Rookie of the Year, which is going to happen. If the Dow Cowboys win the Super Bowl, I'll eat a Carolina Reaper. Okay. Mark it down on your calendars. October 7th, I said it. Just mark it down. (laughs) The Carolina Reaper team. Do you want a Carolina Reaper team? Oh, man. The Chargers? (laughs) No, because then would be shit-talking and me eating Carolina Reaper, and I can't do that, Jay. Don't pick some. Don't pick, like, the Dolphins. I'm going to wait till next week so it's someone close to my heart. Because I don't want to just bullshit team. Okay. I want a team who maybe has a chance. It's got to be someone who has a chance. The Cowboys definitely have a chance. <laughs> but, but they're yeah. not going to get past the divisional round. There's no way. And then uh, Colts Chiefs. The Chiefs actually lost. Yeah, hot damn. Colts, Jacoby Brissett. Didn't really have that good of a game. Yeah, it was mostly... Um, it was just an injured Patrick Mahomes. The second. There's a lot of people that bet the over on this game. That's unfortunate. 32 points. Neither team even hits 20. I think their over was like super high too. Like almost 60. Oh, probably the Colts have been putting up good numbers and it's fucking Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, this is just a injured Patrick Mahomes game. You can't really count nothing. How long is he hurt for? The whole season? Um, I think it was just a minor sprain. What did I say last week, Ty? You said he was going to hurt himself throwing or something. I'm just saying. I he said he's so good that he's going to be a what-if story. This is the start of injury problems for Patrick Mahomes. like an ankle infection, and then he's just going to have to get an amputated. It doesn't even have to be the ankle. It could be something else. I'm just saying it's it's really convenient that he so happens to suffer his first injury. The week after I said that, I feel like he's going to suffer an injury. However you want to spin it. And I predicted the Nationals beating the Dodgers back in July, and I, you know, I just, I, I know these things. I predict these things. I'm Mystic Mac. You're Mystic Mac? It's Conor McGregor's nickname because he predicts these things. Hmm. Jason? Yeah? There's one final game that's going on right now. Oh, Nick Chubb's actually not having a bad day. 16 carries, 87 yards. I'm okay with that. 
That's good because Baker Mayfield has been fucking atrocious. <laughs> Eight for 22, 100 yards and two interceptions. Odell's one for one with 20 yards. Eight for 22. <laughs> Dude. And that's the guy who was like fourth in MVP odds. Again, I said it was absurd preseason. We, yeah, we both did. It was crazy but, absurd. I hope you're prepared. Oh, he almost threw another interception right there. I hope you're prepared for a whole lot more interviews of they counted us out. <laughs> because they're definitely counting them out after he throws eight for 23 now. Is it the Cleveland Browns quarterback curse? The Cleveland Browns just aren't meant to be a good team. Yeah, it's kind of, I feel bad for him, man. I don't because they still signed Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that's true. Don't forget. Yeah, I'm not forgetting. I didn't give you my ED player or we'll watch out for that guy. Yeah, I thought you'd uh, say it when we got to the games. And we went through all the games, Jason. Um, yeah, I probably should have. My ED player was uh, Khalil Mack in the Bears defense. Zero Ooh. sacks on uh, Derek Carr this week. For the team? Yes. Oh, damn. He got touched once. That Raiders line said no, no, no. I don't know if that's 100% true. Yeah, they had zero sacks. Yeah, that's I think, not good. I think he got hit once, Derek Carr. You got to be better than that. You got to bear down. Yeah. It was in London, across the pond, I guess. You know, they just... <gasps> Khalil Mack, revenge oh, game. Did you see, That's what makes it even a bigger deal. See, what is it, John Gruden? Was it John Gruden? Jay Gruden's the one who got fired. This is yeah. John Gruden's the coach. Yes. <laughs> Gave the Raiders the entire week off, Jason. What? It's a bye week. Oh, okay. After the game, he said, we're flying home. Enjoy the entire week off. It's a bye week. I think every coach does that. I don't think every coach does because they're making a big deal about it. I want to be surprised if the Raiders are a little rusty. Lose next week. Well, the week following? Yes, after the bye week. I thought the bye week was like meant to be their week off. Well, I think so, but I think they still probably have like team workouts and walkthroughs and shit. Huh. But nothing. They get the whole week off. Well, they'll I don't be, think the Raiders are going to be good after the bye they'll week. They'll be back the following Tuesday because that's when they like start the prepping for the next game. So They'll get from today, Monday, until next Tuesday off, which is good for them. I just don't be surprised. I would definitely, I don't know who they play, but I would definitely hammer the other team. Let's see. Because you think that you should hammer the other team? I'm going to hammer the other team. I guarantee I'm going to hammer the other team's Packers. Well, that's going to be like a (laughs) 10-point line. I don't know if you want to do that. I'm just saying the Raiders beat the Colts, the Bears, and the Broncos, team we couldn't beat. Hmm. Um, We'll watch out for that guy. We mentioned him by name earlier. I was going to tie it in then, and I just didn't. It was uh, Chris Godwin. Well, watch out for that Great guy. game against Eli Apple. Seven receptions, 125 yards, two touchdowns. Last two games, 297 yards, 19 receptions, four touchdowns. I mean, that was kind of, whoa, watch out for my guy last week, and you're just, like, watching out for him and telling everybody to watch out for him this week? <laughs> I thought you were, watch out. no, you will watch out for that guy last week was Teddy B. I think that was actually the week before, because Chris Godwin had the monster game against the Rams. Oh, well, that's fine. Watch out for that just, guy. We're just both putting him on notice. Well, you got to watch out for that, for that guy. guy, man. You might have put Chris Godwin on. I did. I did Teddy B against the uh, Seahawks because I was riding high. Oh. Well. That's all right. <laughs> I feel stupid now. <laughs> My will watch out for that guy is going to be um, Philip Lindsay. Had a great game against he the Chargers. Did. He had one hell of a game against the Chargers. Maybe Derek Carr because the Raiders are going to go 9-7 and seven after their vacation. Garoppolo right now with how bad the Browns look. Yeah, I don't know what kind of game he's having. What kind of game is he having, Ty? Uh, I'm going to let you know right now, Jay. He is having a 20 for 29, 181 yards, two touchdowns. Not even a good game. Yeah, nothing crazy. They have rushed for like 250 oh. yards, it looks like. Yeah. Matt Breida. Devin mm. Coleman. Remember Jared McKinnon? He's he's on this team. He's just been hurt. Who do you play for? The Vikings. 
Name sounds familiar. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, he was like really good. Then he signed a sh- huge contract with the 49ers, and I don't think he's played a single snap. So, yeah. It's unfortunate. What do we got next, Ty? I don't even know where our outline is. Uh, we're going to move on, Jason. Oh, wait. Week six. Do you want to talk about week six at all? Week six. If you want to talk about it. That's why I said. Because. And here's why, Jason. I what? don't know. Who do you guys play? Steelers? The Steelers. Be a shame if you lost the Steelers. We probably will. Apparently, there was a... Also, we didn't bring this up. There's a very blatant pass interference challenge that uh, did not get changed. Did you see it? No. I did not, but I heard all the, uh, Who the was outrage. It? Who was it? Want to say the Lions? Hmm. Not sure. Interesting. Yeah. I have heard that the Saints are kind of getting a little bit of officiating towards them now because all the officials are too scared to oh, officiate bullshit. against them. That's just what that's just what I see on the internet. Against type. the Rams, we got a touchdown taken away from us. Oh my Cam god. Cam Jordan, which I don't care about, but I'm just saying that was oh a bad my call. God. They blow the whistle all the time on that, but just because it was the Saints, everyone freaked out. I'm just saying that isn't officiating for us. I'm saying after that. And there was another one after that too. Or before that. We had another bad yeah, call. Yeah, before that. It was the t- oh, when it was they the, messed up the time. the time. Yeah, and then since then I've heard they've been officiating well, for the what? Saints. Maybe they're just balancing it out. That's not fair. I have not seen that, Jay. But well, if of I course, see every it, penalty that's for your team, you're going to be like, yeah, that's right. I'll call them out <laughs> if I see it. Bullshit. No, you won't. I'll be unbiased. Bullshit. No, you won't. I think just teams can't keep up with the Saints. It's really what it comes down to. They're pretty good. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Patriots or the Chiefs, though, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm putting them in the Super Bowl right now. With the Saints? Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Dude, the Cowboys are going to make it now. Watch. This is freaking brutal. <laughs> it's going to be third year or something heartbreaking happening to us. Jason, I'm excited about one game next week. What? And it's the Garbage Bowl. What is it? The Redskins at the Dolphins. Why are you excited for that? Because that is going to be the shittiest game ever, and someone's got to win. Dolphins. I got the Dolphins. You got the Dolphins beating the Redskins? I think Josh Rosen. Chosen Rosen's going to have a great game. That's just the most garbage game ever, but I guarantee it's going to be like the most competitive game of the week. Chosen Rosen, baby. He's going to get it done. He's going to have the best game of his career next week. I'm fine with it. I think the Titans absolutely shit on the Broncos. No. No yeah. way. No, nope. I think the Titans absolutely shit Broncos on the Broncos. Broncos win two in a row. No. Broncos win two in a row. I think the Titans offered an ugly loss this week. You think Marcus Mariota? Marcus, dude, Marcus Mariota's going to do terrible with that pass rush. He's going to do terrible. I guarantee the Titans win this, Jason. This is going to be... This is going to be my Carolina... Re- I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is going to be a freaking... 17 to 13 win for the Broncos. That's my prediction. I guess we'll see. My prediction's like 38 to 14. There's really no. I got the Jags over the Saints. Mm, that's unfortunate. Seahawks, Browns. Seahawks are walking through the Browns because they're garbage. Do you want to pick a. Th- There's no good games, really. Texans, Chiefs, maybe a decent game? That'll be a good game. They're both drafted same year Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, weren't they? Yes. So that'd be a draft class quarterback. Do you want to do some gambling picks? Start a new trend? Uh, yeah. Steal Ross Stripling's thing? Just do three spreads to pick? Okay. See who does better? Okay. All right. Well, my first pick is going to be uh, Jacksonville. Oh, I'm going to go off Westgate Superbook. That's the odds I'm going to go off of. Just so you know as well. It's on that Vegas Insider website. They are only minus one against the, the Saints. They are actually one-point favorites. Who? The Jaguars. They're favorites against us? Yes. <laughs> one-point favorites. I'm going with Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm going with Jacksonville. Laugh all you want, Ty. Oh, They're going to win. Is, 
I don't care if they win. That's absurd that they put the line right there. They're pick. They're you know usually get three points if you're the home team, so they're getting the three points minus two because they think the Saints are slightly better. And then my second pick, I'm going to go with. Hmm. I haven't really thought this through yet. Um, Westgate Superbook. Prepare beforehand. Oh, I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons minus one and a half. I said it. I say it every week. Never bet on the Atlanta Falcons, but there is no way the Atlanta Falcons don't win, don't defeat the Arizona Cardinals by two or more points. There's no way. There's absolutely no way, Tyler. The Falcons will win this game. I would agree with that. So, who's your first pick? Uh, Jaguars minus one, and then the Falcons minus one and a half. Jags minus one. Falcons minus one point five. Okay. And then my third and final pick of the day. Oh my god, the Titans Denver over under is just you know what, so low. I'm throwing mine. I, I need to find. I'm going with the Denver. First. Denver minus two and a half. Three favorites. Denver minus two and a half. Yes. Three favorites. Denver minus two and a half. It's my third and final pick. That is a three and zero slate. I'm actually. Uh, Jacksonville actually scares me. I was about to say I might parlay those actually. <laughs> All right, Jay, I'm going to need you to give me these odds because I did not actually look them up. Okay, what Patriots odds? Giants? Are we going to go through every single game right now? No, I just I want to bet on that. Uh, the Patriots are minus seventeen and a half. I think you bet the Giants on that game. Oh, I think the Giants can keep it close against the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots are the high flying offense that they used to be. Okay, and uh. I think Danny Dimes. He's gonna drop dimes on the really good Saints or really good Patriots secondary. No, but he's gonna keep it close. Okay, so Giants plus seventeen and a half is your pick. Giants plus seventeen and a half. All right, what else do you want to know, Ty? What else do you want to bet on? Easily betting on the Saints. Saints plus one. So you'd win the bet if it was a tie. What? You'd win the bet if you tied with the Jaguars. Yeah, plus one. Easily Saints plus one. And we're also gonna go with Jason. I don't like these lines. What's the Redskin Dolphin line? Because I'm excited for that game. Uh, Washington is three and a half point favorites. Oh, Washington minus three and a half. You know Miami's what? at home. They don't have a head coach. I'm taking the Miami. I I told you, chosen Rose in Miami. So you're going Miami plus three and a half. Yep. First win of the season. Yep. They got to win eventually, right? They do, and it's going to be this week against a coachless team. Nobody so got, wants them. So you got three dogs. I got three dogs, and you got three favorites, Jason. I fucking love it. Uh, I might. I think my parents are going to Laughlin. I don't know if they do sports betting in Laughlin. I think we're going to have to get a year-long competition. We're going to have to keep track of this. Well, we started six weeks late. That's okay. We're just going to eventually get there. What do you mean? Starting eventually? now, we're just going to keep track of whoever wins on the year. Guess what? We're going to have to do something. We're going to figure it out. Okay. But we're keeping track of these. I wrote them down. Alrighty. Did you watch any preseason basketball? Jason, the Lakers look good. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I watched highlights. They do look good. Anthony Davis dunked five times in the first quarter. Anthony Davis he is a monster. He touched that rim five times. Some would forget he's a monster. Not this guy. <laughs> because no. he played for my Pellies, Jay. Our Pellies. Our Pellies. Before they were my Pellies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Their size is just going to be such a problem for teams with... Eight, you got AD, you got a six, he's 6'10", I believe. Guy who can do everything. He's going to dominate down low. He's going to, sorry, I got confused for a second there. <laughs> um, he's going to just, he can do it. He can stretch the floor. He can get in the paint. They got two, you know, two near seven footer rim protectors at center. 
LBJ is a six foot eight, six foot nine point guard like player. Like they just got size and they Kuzma's got the, like tall and lengthy, but he's quick too. That's they have they have size, but they're not restricted by their size like mm. teams are when they have size for sure. And that's going to be dangerous. It's going to be real dangerous. I mean, it's just a preseason game, and they played the like second they tweeted out, Warriors. Put the league on notice or some shit. Warning and warning at NBA. That's what they put. Oof, that is a bold statement for a team that missed the playoffs. <laughs> They're, they look good. I'm saying if they're going to win the title this year, they're not going to win after this year. This is their year, and I think because of that, they're going to win it. Damn. But you know who's going to be a big-time roadblock, Jay? Who? The fucking Pellies. <laughs> the eighth seed Pelicans. That's like the only... There's no way they're making it past the eighth seed. What? Have some faith, my friend. Ty, have you seen how good the Western Conference is? I've seen how good our Pellies are, and it's still absurd <laughs> that they're in the Western Conference, but we're going to just let that be. I know. They're so far east. Yeah, um, fucking right by Florida in their Western Conference. <laughs> I never really thought about that. Stupid. No, dude. There's. I have seven playoff locks for the Western Conference. Let me hear them. Unless injuries. Let me hear them. You got both LA teams. That's two. Yep. You got the Utah Jazz. Maybe. They're, they were good last year. They added Mike Conley, who I've actually said I think the Jazz are going to be worse than people think. I still think they're the playoff lock. The Denver Nuggets, best record in the in the Western okay. Conference last year. Houston Rockets. Okay. I think James Harden and Russell Westbrook won't be a good playoff team, but I think in terms of regular season where they can kind of take turns, they're going to be a really fun team and they're going to have a really good record. Number six, I still think the Warriors are a playoff lock. They still got Steph, Draymond, Clay's going to come back. I think D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Number seven, the Portland Trailblazers. Damian mm. Lillard, CJ McCollum, Hassan Whiteside. Number eight, Pelicans right in the middle of the mix, about 5-4 seed. Guarantee it, five or four seed. <laughs> no, Ty. There's no way. They're not higher than the eighth seed, my I don't friend. think you're understanding how big of an influence Zion is going to be on the court, Jason. <laughs> They're young, He's going to have three years worth of good career in him, and it's going to start this year. His body's going to fall apart <laughs> on him, like I said, after three years. But this is our window. They're competing with the San Antonio Spurs, the Dallas Mavericks, the Kings. That's kind of a playoff team, French playoff team. That's like their biggest competition. The Timberwolves, maybe, probably not. Did you see Lonzo throw up the lob to Zion in practice? Bro, yes. Because I looked intimidating. You know what? Some are saying Chris Paul, Blake Griffin-esque. Bro, tell me why I'm before everyone on everything, dude. I should just be a fortune teller. I've never heard this from you, so how are you before me as I'm saying it? I'm not before you. I'm before the hype. Okay. I wrote an article, Ty. I love that I write articles now because it's like proof for myself. <laughs> you can back yourself up. I wrote an article four weeks ago. Pelicans can be the new Lob City Clippers. Oh, shit. Four I weeks ago. love it. Yes. I'm just saying. Lonzo throwing it up. Zion slamming it down. They got Lonzo, who's going to be like the Chris Paul throw it up. You know, they got they got JJ Redick, who, you know, is on the uh, Lob City Clippers. You know what I mean? He was. That's a fact. And then they even have, you know, a big guy in... You know, Derek Favors, he's not that big. But then they got Jackson Hayes, the rookie, who's pretty big. He could be the DeAndre Jordan Jackson of the team. Jackson Hayes has some real good preseason or summer league dunks. Not could be preseason. the DeAndre Jordan. Doesn't do a lot. Just gets in the paint, dunks, and block shots. I'm fine with it. Just saying. I'm just saying, Lonzo has the ball, and you have to decide whether you're going to stop an alley-oop to Zion or stop a J.J. Redick 3 dish out. Yeah. That's mean, I don't know how anyone's going to beat us. <laughs> some are saying 70-win team. Oh, wow. I do think they're going to make a history this year. With what? Um, I wrote this article today. It is that the Pelicans are going to be the fifth team. Oh, Jesus. What am I doing? Fifth team in league history to pull this off. It is that I think they're going to have two players under the age of 22 score 20 points or more. I think Brandon Ingram 
and Zion are going to score 20 points or more this year. And you could even make no it one's a ever three. Done that before? No, four teams. Oh, They'll okay. be the fifth team ever. And I think even Drew Holiday could get in the mix and be three 20-point scorers. That's how high I am on these Pels. I'm high on the Pels too, Jay, so I can't argue that. The four people that have done it before, four pairs, is Juwan Howard and Chris Webber, 95, AI and Jerry Stackhouse in 96, Westbrook and Durant in 2010, and Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns in 2016. God, I must suck to be a Thunder fan. Yeah. No, all that fucking talent. They're like the Detroit Tigers of the basketball world. Yeah, they really are. Have all that fucking talent who just leaves you and just becomes amazing. And you just can't do anything with them while they're there. Absolutely. They have three legitimate MVP caliber players on their team at once. Well, it was before they were... But, but I'm saying... Yeah. Those players ended up being three legitimate MVP caliber well, players. Not MVP caliber players. MVPs. You don't even have to say caliber. Like, they've all won MVPs. Have they all won it? Yeah. I didn't think Westbrook James Harden's won one. Yeah, Westbrook won it the first year he averaged a triple-double. Yeah. Wow. Not even... Yeah, not so even they three, caliber. three MVP players on the same <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah. And they... They made it to the finals, but they lost. But it's a shame. Pelicans, man, they're going to make history. Yeah, they are. Anything else about the NBA? Do you have, did you watch anything else? Nope. Not right. a lick. We'll just talk about Joker. Let's do it. Um, this is a spoiler-heavy review. So if you have not seen Joker, then you can stop listening now. We'll see you next week. Be a good friend, everybody. That's why I pointed at you, Ty. Okay. I like it. We'll, we'll try that again. If you're going to stop the episode here, then uh, we'll see you guys next week. Be a good friend. Okay, so everyone that has seen the movie, uh, we're going <laughs> to we're we'll review time it. Out. We're going to do a little cut because we're going to sync it up. Why are you looking at me? Okay, cut it. Cut it where? <laughs> right here. I'm leaving this in. I don't, we need to cut it eventually so I'm I can I'm leaving sync this in. We got to sync. We're going to check out. If you don't want to listen to this, you want to watch the video version of us discussing it on YouTube because you want to see our faces. You want to see it's our faces. in the lines, YouTube. Sitting in my kitchen talking about joker so if you just want to listen to the joker part i mean you've already made it this far in the podcast so there's really no point if you just wanted to listen to the joker part but if you just but wanted, if you wanted to, li- to listen to everything but then see our faces for the joker part you could check it out on youtube but we're going to do a little technical cut here okay and we are back so we're talking about joker mm. welcome to our youtube channel youtube video should we intro a video first video of our faces this not is our first games. video not playing games yes welcome to our youtube channel gonna splice up some uh some parts of the podcast and put them on youtube so make it more have, accessible to the people yeah we're gonna have the link to the podcast in the youtube video so okay. you can watch you can watch everything you just listen to us if you think we're ugly <laughs> okay so we're talking about joker today <laughs> we both went and saw it over the weekend the newest superhero comic book movie even though you wouldn't really say it's a comic book super superhero villain movie super villain you're correct and not comic book either do you want to start with our scale or do you want to start with an overall review of the movie so let's do overall review what were your thoughts on it, Jason? Because you have not said a word to me, which is very unlike you. So I know they're probably going to be negative. They're not negative. Um, look, I can't sit here and say that Joker was a bad movie. Okay. I can't, I can't sit here and say that, you know. Um, and I found myself kind of wanting to believe it was a bad movie. I don't know why. Just because I wanted to be different. But I'm not going to lie and do that. It's not a bad movie. Okay. I do think it missed in some points. And I do think it was very overhyped in some points. Okay. Um, it was a very character-driven movie. That's without question. Oh, 100%. And, you know, it's it, it, it was good. It was good. Um, I, f- I found it dragging. I found myself a little bit bored at times. I'm going to be you? honest. And it, it, was, it was just, yeah. Okay. So, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Okay. It was a very different movie than what I was expecting. Um, I thought it was going to be much more comic booky, much more Joker involved. And that's the expectation I didn't want to have because I knew that... That wasn't going to be it. 
Yeah. Even though I said leading up to it that I was worried that that would be the case, I, it, I still it expected it. Yeah. But it was a very different movie than I was expecting. But it was goddamn good. And I think it was very artsy. It was very much a movie maker's movie. That was almost kind of part of one of my complaints about it. Which is a valid point to make. I liked it. I think at some points, and I saw I saw this on a... I read a lot of the reviews, positive and negative, and someone put this, and I, I kind of agreed with it, so I'm just going to take their words. I don't know who said it. It almost felt like it became a parody of itself at times. Like, I felt like... And I felt like this watching the movie. I felt like at times they were trying... Because you know that they wanted to make like a good artsy movie, and I feel like at times they were trying too hard to make this Martin Scorsese like film that doesn't, you know, like, you know what I mean? I just felt like sometimes they tried too hard, and it's like, I, I don't know. It just felt like they, instead of creating their own thing, it was just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, if that makes sense in any way, it slightly does, but I disagree with it. <laughs> I really do. I think it was a great movie. I thought the story was good and it left a lot of questions to be asked afterwards well that was intentional is they made it a very ambiguous ambiguous movie <laughs> with an ambiguous ending yeah and i like that i, I like, like that too like that. riley didn't like it i like that too about it um i expe- kind of expected it to be like that um one thing i will say is riley's co-worker brought up this point to riley and she said it to me and i kind of i kind of felt it in a weird in a in a way if this was a movie just about someone with schizophrenia or someone with that laughing disorder and wasn't the Joker and it was the exact same movie minus the Batman references, would it be as hyped as it is? I don't know. The hype leading up to it? No. But I still think it would be a great film. It would be, yeah. I think the film by itself, whether you name but, him Joker or he says, you know, call me fucking whatever the fuck you want to call him. I would say that that pre-hype, though, does lead into some of the reviews of the movie. As you can see by like the critical reviews where it's not getting great critical reviews, but the audience score. Because I feel like naturally viewers will take that hype and like the movie no matter what. I'm not saying in all cases, but... But with that being said, I think critics will take that it's a comic book movie and shit on oh, it absolutely. no matter what. Oh, absolutely. So I think it's going to raise the audience score, but it's going to lower the critic score. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in between of where it's at because yeah. they're vastly different and you usually don't see it that way. You usually don't see the audience. Well, with like comedies you do, but not a movie of this caliber. Yeah. One thing, huge, huge, huge media issue with the movie before its release. Oh, it's going to influence a shooter. Yeah. What was your opinion on that? It was uh, profoundly exaggerated. Explain. I don't think. Well, I mean, I why didn't everyone think of this when the dark? Well, no, the Dark Knight Rises is the one that happened. Why didn't anyone say that when Joker appeared in Suicide Squad or when they made Batman versus Superman? Like, why is it this movie in particular that made would influence a shooter? If anything, you could argue that this kind of brought to light like kind of social issues and everything. And I guess you could make the case that it can make someone feel okay for doing these kind of things. But we see that in movies all the time. So it's okay to go watch a movie about World War II and watch someone to blow their brains out, but because it doesn't fit that narrative, it's suddenly provocative to our youth. Now, I, I get where you're coming from. I was very much on the side of the media is playing this up, and that's almost as if they want it to fucking happen before I watch the movie. I think I flipped. Because I think what this movie was based on was someone who's misunderstood. Yeah. Someone who didn't get attention, everyone overlooked him, and then... He fucking murders people. Yeah. And everyone starts praising him. He's getting all the media attention, just like mass shooters fucking will. Yeah. 
And it's very much someone who was a nobody until he started a, murdering people. That could be a statement on society nowadays. It was, and I think there's two two sides to it because I think that was that side. Someone who's fucked up in the head and has issues and wants to you know do shootings and shit. Yeah, sees that and is I'm going to become a hero to some people. Yeah, if I do this. The other half of it was the social commentary to where Joker very much fucking said it. It's not even like you have to like look into it. It was very much what he said on the show. Yeah. At the end where it was like people like you treat me like shit and don't give a second thought about it. Yeah. It was like you invited me on the show just to make fun of me. Yeah. And so there was that half to where you need to fucking treat people better. You can't just be an asshole to people. Yeah. So I think there's two, but I will say I very much I understand if people think that it's an itch issue as far as influencing I feel like it's exaggerated just because it's the Joker. Because so I feel like there's no, very I, many movies that have unstable characters that, you know, do this kind of manner. But because of the Joker and because of the past shootings being related to the Joker, it, you know. No, I agree with that for sure. But I think it's kind of in the same situation where, like, 13 Reasons Why almost, like, glorified doing, like, the suicide and then fucking blaming people for it and everything. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, you know, people talking about that and people kind of wanting it to cancel the show. Yeah. I think this is the kind of same thing to where it almost glorified someone killing people and doing whatever the fuck they want and being praised for it. Well, and I, I do think, think it's overplayed because it is the Joker, but I see that aspect of it and I don't think it's wrong. Yeah, to kind of go with what you're saying too is it this movie was very grounded in reality. It wasn't a superhero movie, mm. so I guess you could make that case too. Like this wasn't there wasn't any, you know, there wasn't was anything flying. comic book like. This yeah. was the movie that was grounded in reality. You know, Gotham just looked like New York City. I mean, Yeah. I forgot they were in Gotham until they like mentioned Gotham. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, they're in New York City." Yeah, and it's just so I could I could see that, but I still think it's a little. I don't know. It's it's okay. It's never bad to be cautious with these kind of things, but I don't know. Does this Joker movie sway one person? Maybe it does. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if it does or not, but I understand that part of it. Do I think that they still should have made the movie? Do I still think it's a great fucking movie? Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to discredit it, but going off of that, there was a lot of, you know, Oscar buzz and everything for Joaquin Phoenix and all this. When we look back to last year, the comic book movie that got nominated for Best Picture was Black Panther. Right? Yeah. Now, we go off of <laughs> Doesn't that. Doesn't deserve it, but yeah. But with that, it didn't deserve it, but the social thing surrounding Implications. it. Implications. With, you know, the African-American yeah. community and everything kind of bumped it up. Yeah. Do you think this bumps Joker down? For Walking Phoenix, no. For the movie itself, for the or movie Todd itself, Phillips as best director, even. I don't know if Todd Phillips gets a. I'm just. I saying, think this movie you, was very driven by Walking Phoenix's performance. I agree. I think with that. Todd Phillips did a good job. I don't think I can't discredit him, but I don't think I don't think Todd Phillips did anything to elevate Walking Phoenix. I think Walking Phoenix did everything to elevate Todd Phillips' story because if you get the wrong guy in this role. This movie's not oh, good. That's shit. So I don't know if he gets best director. I don't think it hurts Joaquin Phoenix just because, I don't know, the first Joker didn't. And I mean, that was before the shooting and everything. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that'll be separated from the issue itself. Whereas they can look at the overall movie as something where they don't want to nominate it maybe. But for Joaquin Phoenix's performance, I mean, I don't watch usually any of the other movies that are that's nominated. That's my issue but, too is I don't watch the Oscar winning so. movies, but... I, I just thought it was interesting thinking of it, you know, in the comic book movie that got nominated was boosted by the social oh, yeah. thing going around it. I think this one could be dragged down by what's I could see the movie it. as a whole. I don't know if Joaquin gets yeah. punished for it, especially him, too, because he's already, I believe, an Academy Award winning, at least nominated. I know he was nominated for so. her. Yeah. 
So he's already like an established, and that helps him too. It's an established guy who's, you know, kind of in with the academy already. Yeah, I agree with that. I think with that, though, let's get into our bracket. Or- our movie rating scales are fail proof. If you don't know, we have a movie rating scale. We break it out into five categories, ranked to 100, gives us 20 or ranked to 20. Yeah, 20 points in five categories for a total score of 100. And it's pretty efficient. I mean, it's top notch. Some would say <laughs> the best in the business. What's the first category? First Tyler? category you give is it? plot slash story. And I gave it an 18. And I know this is where we're going to differ. I gave it an 18. I gave it a 14. It's low. I know. It's very low. Now, for me, the reason I gave it an 18 was not just the story that we saw on screen. Yeah. But I loved the ambiguity of it. Oh, absolutely. I think that added to it so much. And I think it was a good story where you see this guy who starts out and, you know, he's just trying to make people happy. That's all he fucking wants yeah. to make people happy. He's a clown. He, you know, oh, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. He wants to take care of his mom. Yeah. And you see that vision or, you know, the dream of him going on the show originally and everyone praising him for it. And he's just yeah. making people happy, you know? Yeah. And you see him get pushed farther and farther away from that down a dark spiraling yeah. path. And I thought the story was good, but I love that you don't know exact parts of it. Well, yeah, and they left it open, you know, to talk about the ambiguity is... You could say the whole say story word. never even fucking well, happened. Well, because they, they showed their hand with having the whole fake girlfriend thing, and then, you know, there's the ending where, you know... I'll break down some ending interpretation interpretations after I got scale. some more questions afterwards, for sure. So there's definitely different ways they did that, um... So and I agree that helps. You, what didn't you like about it, though? Because you're four the points plot, lower than me. The plot and the story. I mean, it was a good... I don't know. I, I feel like there was some plot holes, and that kind of hurt it for me. Okay. There was a few plot holes. But again, what? and that's... I don't know. What's they kind of bank on... Okay, so one, how does he just walk up to Bruce Banner's mansion? Or, well, not Bruce... Not Banner. Bruce Wayne's <laughs> Wayne. mansion. Well, <laughs> Wayne Thomas Banner. Wayne's mansion. Yeah. How does he just walk up and put his hands on Bruce... And then, like, choke out Alfred, who I'm pretty sure in, like, the comic books is, like, a former Marine or Navy SEAL or something. Like, I know he has some sort of background. I saw that on a YouTube video. Is he? Something, yeah. I didn't know I saw know that. it on a YouTube video. Another one, how does he just sneak under the, the like, the, the guardrail and the protest to go sneak into the thing? Someone say that's one of Joker's abilities, though, is to incite chaos and where no one knows what the fuck's going on. But he's not even Joker at that point yet, though. He's not. Some would say he's Joker at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> It's just you know. I think I, I think he is Joker at that point though. I think his when he becomes Joker is when he kills those three guys on the train. Yeah, but I I still and then but and then another one was why is Thomas Wayne just on the street during the riot to get killed? Because that's how it is in the comic books. Like, <laughs> well, then that that's back on the comic books though. But that's he leaves. I mean, I don't think it's during. Well, a riot in, the, in comic the comic book, books. yeah. But you know, this riot's going to happen. You can't even say that it was like a last minute riot. Like you could say it was enticed by Joker, but. Before, when he kills the guy in his apartment, the guy who gives him the gun, I don't remember his name. Ah, the other clown. Um, they said, like, oh, you're getting ready for the riot tonight because he had the clown makeup on. Was it a riot? I thought it was like a protest. A protest. Either way, you have but a protest. Then, you know these guys are are violent and everything. Like, why would you... You would think they'd have more security for someone who's running for mayor. Well, why would the guy who's running for mayor even go see a show in the well, middle of Main Street? I think he could go if he had people around when, him. When and... he knows there's a protest going on. Yeah. There's the protest going on, and I think what Joker does on the TV, on live television, incites the riot itself. But there's already a protest going on against you, and then you're out in public with no one around you. Yeah. It I, just, I can see that. I honestly... And I just... I feel like it banked on its ambiguity a little bit too much to just kind of get away with these things and just kind of... That's fine. I, I don't have an issue with the first or second one. Or last one, I mean. The Wayne Manor. 
Oh. It's absurd that he can just walk up and put his hands on a billion dollar <laughs> child. I, I, I didn't like that part. And then at the end, I don't like that they even added that scene into it of them killing the parents and stuff. Well, I, 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 I have a reason why. Well, a reason I heard someone else say why. <laughs> I just think, I mean, even if they show him leaving the theater, I think everyone knows that scene. Everyone knows yeah. what's going to happen. They didn't need to show it. Yeah. I think they could have left that ambiguous yeah <laughs> and you know they see them walk down an alley they see the guy pull out the gun and walk behind him that's all that needed to be showed yeah so i didn't like that so that's why i mean i gave it an 18 i don't think it was perfect i agree it had holes but they weren't as big of holes in my opinion also i feel like i don't i mean for a movie that was so based grounded in reality i feel like they would have been at arthur Fleck's door like right away when those people were killed like I mean, it was older. Yeah, but they have the investigators the that talk 80s. to him. But you literally have a guy who you know how to got fired for having a gun. They have someone that works there that can confirm that he gave him the gun, or at least he knows that he has a gun. And then that night, he so happens to get fired. He someone three people die from a clown on a train. Like I don't think they would just ask him questions at that point. I think it'd be like, "Hey, you're under arrest, buddy." I mean, maybe, but if they can't prove it. They could. They probably would have arrested him. him in arrest. Yeah. They probably would have arrested him and taken him to ask questions. But I think that's kind of where it relied on the plot of "Oh, my mom's in the hospital. I'm not talking to you guys right now." And they kind of were just like, "Okay, See, that's kind of weak. Convenient. That's kind of weak." I, I, to me. I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> I agree with it. the The cops were not very good, <laughs> but you could also say that there was chaos going on at the time, and they were busy doing other shit. Yeah. I guess. If you wanted well, to find two, a way to work around it. Yeah, those two <laughs> detectives were like only solely on those on that case it seemed like, but I don't think it's perfect. I gave it an eighteen. But I thought overall it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, and then well and then you have the girl that was on the train and knows that heard him like mani- maniacally laughing. Well I think and they she's even the said, one who gave the description yeah, like, a clown. You have a laughing disorder and then Well, I mean I guess you could go but Still, if he's dressed in clown makeup, they don't know his face. They don't know what he well, looks yeah. like. But then, yeah, if you go and say, he hey, there's a dude dressed as a clown who got fired for having a gun. Yeah. And just so happened, after he got fired, he went on a train and three people died. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. Our next, bra- er, our next category, visuals slash cinematography. Jason, you are taking a cinematography class at the moment? Yes, I am. What'd you give it? I gave it an 18. I gave it a 19. So, I, there were some really good scenes. I liked it. I thought it was one of the most beautifully shot movies I've seen in a minute. Yeah, it was good. I don't know why I didn't give it a 20. I feel like it wasn't perfect. <laughs> I think I would have needed more action scenes or something for it to be 20. Like fight choreography type shit. Yeah. But I thought it was shot beautiful. I thought it really, it made you feel like it was from the fucking early 80s. Yeah. You felt like you were in that time period. Really good color grading, yeah. Yeah, just the vibe of it all. It was dark, fucked up New York. I didn't think yeah. it was Gotham, but it felt like a dark, gritty New York. Yeah. Um, and then some of the shots with the Joker. Oh, yeah. Just like the weird dancing and him in his apartment. And there's a couple of them that were just fucking, they looked amazing. There was one shot in particular that I remember remembering, remember remembering. Um, wow. It's when he goes in the fridge. Was he trying to kill himself? I don't. I, <laughs> that part was like, they never that part addressed just made it. Me laugh. That part, I think it was supposed to be like, a, this is the Joker. He's fucked up in the head. What is he doing? <laughs> but I remember just like they moved closer and it seemed like the camera operator like almost dropped the camera and it was all yeah. shaky and everything. And I was like, oh, okay. They left it I noticed in. that. Yeah. I like it. It felt grounded. Yeah. Grounded in reality. Yeah. I liked it. I like, I, I, I do remember noticing that too. And I was like, oh. I usually don't give this 
high of a rating for these just because I don't really see that many like critically acclaimed like visual movies. But I thought they did a really good job with just the cinematography and everything. I agree. Especially the color the color grading. That's what yeah. I thought was the best. I thought it worked great. And like when right after he kills those guys and he runs away and he goes to the bathroom, it's like dancing in the bathroom. Yeah. That shot, like it was so dark and it's not what a normal fucking bathroom looks like as far as the colors yeah. and how they shot it. Yeah. Like you could tell he was fucking just from how it looked. You could see he was losing his shit. Yeah. I, I thought it was fucking great. It was good. Next category, key elements. What'd you give it, Ty? 18. Okay. What'd you give it? I gave it a 16. Okay. Key elements for this was the gritty movie. See, that was that was my problem. I gave it low. I didn't really know what it was like going after. Okay. Just being gritty. Uh, mine was the dark uncomfortableness of it so some of the shots where he murders his mom yeah to where you know he's just awkward in the stand-up and you could feel how awkward he was they didn't do a good job on that yeah you could feel it you know yeah um i I gave it some points less we can talk about it later as far as it was a comic book movie yeah and i don't think it was very comic booky well that kind of goes where i took away my points that kind of goes off my point is like they made a really good movie but it's almost like they just you know they they capitalized on the joker name to make a good movie they wanted with the joker name that way it could get widespread you know and if you're going to use the joker name you gotta i mean i guess they delivered at the end but you know i don't know not enough yeah i could see it yeah that's why i took away from it but other than that i think if a movie's good it's good it hits key elements whatever they were they were good (laughs) (laughs) okay characters jason gave it a 20 also gave it a 20 like I said, I think this is a character-driven movie, and I think Joaquin Phoenix did everything to elevate this movie, and I think you can't just put anyone in that role. Yeah, I think it's 100% an award-winning performance. I think that, not only that, Thomas Wayne was an asshole. Mm-hmm. And the guy acting him, he did a good job in the small amount of time he was there. Yeah. Um, I think the mom actor... I think De Niro knocked it out. I liked De Niro. De Niro did fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah I love De Niro in it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think they no one else had big roles, but with what they had, they did good. Yeah. Uh, the girlfriend, she did a good job playing the girlfriend of the fucking psychotic yeah. dude. And then when he broke into the apartment, that was a great performance of, holy shit, what are you doing here? And she yeah. knows that he's not necessarily, you know, a criminal, but he's someone who's fucked up in the head who could hurt her. Yeah. And she showed that really well just in that performance alone. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And then everything Joaquin Phoenix did. Well, yeah, this movie's, I don't think, was there one scene in this movie that Joaquin Phoenix was not in? no i mean this movie was joaquin phoenix you know and he just did a great job you, you followed him around the entire movie i want to say and I, he just did a great job i will say i don't i know i asked you before did he do as good of a job as heath ledger and you said it was horizontal i still Let's think get to it you want to wait i want to wait okay because i got a good conversation to go with it okay and then enjoyment usually this is my really easy to get a 20 I gave it a 19 because I felt fucking uncomfortable in my seat. And I can't say I want to go back and watch that movie again. Yeah. It made me feel uncomfortable in the best way. But it's not something I want to, oh, I want to go see that again. It's not Avengers Endgame. It's not Star Wars. It's yeah. It's a chore. See, I honestly didn't feel that uncomfortable. I don't know if I'm just heartless. I don't know I, if I was worried about the Dodgers playing the playoffs. That might be it. I gave it a 16. I felt... It felt like it dragged at times to me, honestly. It felt like I was almost waiting to be even more uncomfortable. I don't know why. It's just like, (laughs) I don't know. I just, there was times where it dragged for me and I was just kind of like, okay, something's going to happen, you know? Yeah, that's fine. 
But it was fine. It was a slow. It was a slow story, and that's just not my kind of story. I enjoyed the slowness of it, but I just overall as a movie, I walked out of that theater, and I think I told Victoria when we were walking out, I was like, "That was a movie." <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what to say. Like, I, I just, I didn't want to go see it again right afterwards. Oh no, yeah. Um, great movie. Can't say I enjoyed it as much as I do usually, because usually I just hand out twenties like they're well. I'm usually like candy on Halloween. I'm strict on this one. I think I gave Spider Man an eighteen. Yeah. So I'm more strict. So sixteen's still pretty good. What was your overall score? 84 out of 100. Damn, really? Yeah. What was yours? 94. I knew it would be high. Which ties it for the highest that we've given a movie overall, but it's going to get dropped down. What does that give it? 89? 89. 89. I think. 84 plus 94 divided by 2. I don't know. You fucking, you're the math guy. Math guy. I'm not the math guy. I'm a journalist. 89. I was right. Call me the math guy. 89, Jason, puts it third on our list. Oh, really? Second for our combined ratings. Okay, we don't... Well, it's second on our list, then. Second on our list, then, because you refused to do homework. Behind what? Endgame? Anchorman. We did not rank Endgame. We didn't do Endgame? We have not put Endgame on our list. We've done Endgame. No, we haven't. I'm 100% sure we haven't. We talked about it, but we were like, oh, we need to do it to put it on our scale, and we didn't do it. We made our scale after Endgame. Okay, that makes sense. 89, though. Top notch fucking score. What Spider Man got eighty eight and a half, right? Yeah, Far From Home, eighty eight and a half. Okay, and then Good Boys would be next with an eighty. Wow, that's a big drop off. Points are hard to get on our scale, though. They're hard to get. Now, I did say I want to go back and talk about a couple things. Yes, the ambiguity of it. Yes. Did the movie happen? Your opinion. See, there's two different roads you can go down here. No, I want to hear him. Road number one. Most things happened up until the car crash. In the police car. Okay. So most things happen. You know, there might be some things that are changed with his, you know, Which whatever. they showed us didn't happen. Yeah. Maybe you can make the case. And I, again, I heard this by someone else. I'm not taking credit. I don't remember who it is. I'm sorry, but I liked it. He gets hit by the car. He actually dies in that car accident. And then the rest of it. Okay. So there's a movie. Have you ever seen Taxi Driver? I have not, but I know Me it's neither. heavily influenced. Me neither. At the end of Taxi Driver, I guess he dies, but then, like, the last scene is, like, him, his final thoughts before he dies. Like, that's the interpretation on it. So, the interpretation you could take with Joker is he dies, then they pull him out of the car, they're all celebrating him, you know what I mean? So, then that's kind of, like, his last death, you know, idea or whatever. Everyone's celebrating him for doing these things because that's all he's wanted his entire life. Because that whole last that whole last sequence felt very dreamlike. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they, they hit a cop car, and then they just pull the guy out, and they're freaking just praising him and celebrating him and everything. Um, and then that last scene with him in the final psychiatric ward is, they said it's like a purgatory of sorts. Like he's just kind of like stuck there. He kills the girl and then you just see him running back and forth, back and forth. Cause he's like stuck in that. I do want to pause you. I forgot to mention this in cinematography. Loved the shot of him in the back of the squad car, just like Heath Ledger's. I didn't even think about that. They're yeah. Almost identical. Heath Ledger was hanging out the window, I believe in his shot, but yeah. they were both side by side running through the streets. Yeah. I just thought that was really cool. That's a little homage. Continue. <laughs> And then the other one I heard was um, pretty much that it's kind of hard to determine what's real and what's not real. You could make the case that this isn't real because in the killing joke, which has been, I've done some research. I wanted to I like do it. some research. For I, this I also did some research. That's the, why I want to ask you these. In the killing joke, he was like a comedian or whatever. And then I, he got involved with the mob or something like that, something like that. And that was kind of viewed as like jokers. Like if he had a backstory, that'd be the closest thing in the killing joke. He has a line where he says, I, I think of my past as a multiple choice. You can pick any answer or whatever. Sometimes I see it this way. Others yeah. is different. So the whole thing is he doesn't really have a backstory. So this 
you could make the case that this movie didn't happen and that the movie is him talking to the psych the, the psychiatrist and you could make the case that this joker walking phoenix is an adult at the same time that bruce wayne is an adult and he made this past up because he wants to you know he's always been involved with batman you know that's like the closest you know friend he's had i guess if you want to say that not friend but closest yeah. relationship he's had so in this version in this past that he wants to create for himself that he's thinking you know this is the one where he wants to be responsible for batman he's thinking of him, himself as the one that's responsible for making him an orphan and everything because that's the one that's the funniest to him that's why at the end he's saying you want to get it and that's why he's laughing about it i have not heard that one yet and i like it you know so that's 100 percent made up in his mind a almost like a romanticizing of his own he's past. like i made batman and you can make- and that would make the end sequence made sense to where he's fucking being romanticized on top of the car yeah. like i did this batman's dead you know parents are dead now i made batman and you could even make the case that maybe not the whole thing is fake maybe the whole thing up until you know a certain point where you mark that point is is real and then the rest is kind of like this romanticized version you know but i like that version where it's kind of like he's taking responsibility for the batman i like it and yeah, I like that interpretation too. A couple other things I liked. I liked that he was an orphan. Yeah. Because it still gives us that we don't really know his origins type thing yeah. with the Joker. I like that they, you know, they did that to where he was adopted. So you don't know who his parents are. You don't know his 100% origins. Yeah. Um, I like that it was. So another theory with it is so it was he's the Joker. He's fucked up in the head because his, you know, the mom who adopted him. Yeah. Her boyfriend beat him, yeah. and he got head trauma, and that's what gave him the joking, the yeah. laughing disorder and everything. The theory being that the Joker we see in this movie is not the Joker. Okay. It's, yeah, I get it. He's dark, but he doesn't make jokes. He isn't funny, clown, ha-ha. Yeah. It's very different than any other Joker. Yeah. He's way more serious. Mm-hmm. He laughs when he's awkward, but mm-hmm. it's not like him making jokes. It's not stuff he finds funny yeah. like the Joker sees. I saw a thing where when he gets hit with the cop car and he gets up top and he starts smiling and laughing. That's when he becomes the Joker Joker. Another giant head trauma to where the other two cops probably fucking died. Okay. But when that happens, that's when he finally snaps into the full Joker and the Joker is born the exact same time Batman is born. Okay. Similarities there. Yeah. Also, he's very much older than the Batman, the Batman. He is, but Bruce, but that's fine. But in the, you know, it's, Comic books have, you know... Well, even with that, Robert Pattinson's movies could take place in the fucking 90s. Yeah. I don't know if this ties in. I do... There is a way I don't think they do, but Robert Pattinson movies take place in the 90s. Ben Affleck could be... He is the older Batman throughout it Oh, you're saying that they're... Maybe they're doing Robert Pattinson as a younger Ben Affleck? Younger Ben Affleck, and this kid is just before Robert Pattinson. And then Joker's dead by the time we see the DCEU and the Ben Affleck Batman. So do you think this ties in? Because I know Joaquin Phoenix has been very insistent in saying he doesn't want to be in a franchise. And I think, I don't know, Todd Phillips might have even said it's not, you won't see Joaquin Phoenix like in this, in the Pattinson movie. I think this week though, a report came out where Joaquin Phoenix said he'd be open to a sequel. Really? He said, I didn't think I'd enjoy doing this as much as I did, but. Interesting. Just saying. I saw someone, a theory that said maybe this guy like isn't like the joker that we know in the batman movies like this joke so maybe he dies in the car accident or whatever he gets locked up this guy inspires who's going to become the actual joker and fight batman when the batman's older which 100 percent could be the case yeah. i mean you see a kid who's growing up and he sees all this chaos i want to be like that guy yeah 
So this guy's just the inspiration to the Joker? And he's one night, you know, or a week or whatever from when he kills those people on the train mm-hmm. where he incites all of this. And this kid is, that guy's awesome. I want to be like him. And he sees, oh, he's always laughing. Everything should be a joke. Yeah. And very much and completely inspired by him. I that, like that. That kid is the kid of the Wall Street guys that he killed. Oh. How about that? Or the kid of the guy who gave him the gun. Oh, wants to be a clown like his dad. Then he sees all this and he's like, oh, got to do this way. Oh, maybe it's a midget. <laughs> I, midget's not a nice word. I'm sorry. I don't know what the political I'm sorry. term is. Little people. That wasn't funny. That's fine. Little people. What we'll other, go with little people. What other questions do you have? Um, did the girlfriend and the daughter die? Because he goes there and he does the head signal like, oh, I'm going to shoot myself. Yeah. I'm going to shoot you type thing. You want to kill yourself, so I'll do it for you. Yeah. It cuts to him in his apartment and we see ambulance sirens behind him. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even see the ambulance sirens. And they are not red and blue. They're very much red and yellow sirens through the window behind him. I didn't even see that. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. It's another one they left wide open. For you to decide whether he killed them or not. But it looked like ambulance things behind him. And if he shot him, someone called 911, said it sounds like someone's been shot. He's already gone by the time they get there. Wow. I'm trying to read about this, some theories now that you brought this up. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Because I've seen something where there's like something about Joker killing seven people. And I think that would be part of the seven people if he did do that. Three people on the Prolif- train. Girlfriend, daughter of this is courtesy of distractify.com and the other clown this led to proliferation of fan theories some vouch that joker killed seven people including his mother oh shit that'd be eight well his mother his friend three high profile bankers um murray and the neighbor why is it seven people though is that something in the comics i don't know this i don't i don't know I don't know. But I just thought that was a nice little, they left it open. But I think he fucking killed him. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Some dark shit. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That was an awkward pause, but I didn't even I didn't even see those sirens. What else? What else you got for me, Ty? Now, <laughs> we said, I said he was side by side with Heath Ledger. Yes. Equally good. You had something to say with that. What was it? I don't know. I don't think he's as good. Mm. As far as being a Joker character? Yes, I just think this is a different Joker. This isn't the Joker. It's a different character. My take on it is everyone always says Heath Ledger is the Joker before this movie. Yeah. Jack Nicholson or is Nicholas? One's a golfer, one's an actor. I never get him right. (laughs) I think it's Nick. Either way, that guy has always been the number two. Yeah. Now, don't leave out the one guy, the voice guy. I keep seeing him high on the rankings. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I love Mark (laughs) Hamill, but we're going to leave him out for this (laughs) because I've put him on my ranking when we talked about it. Um, Jack Nicholson, Nicholas. (laughs) He's very campy and jokey and much more comic booky. Yeah. Heath Ledger is a lot more grounded in reality. But he still does the magic trick with the fucking pencil where oh, I make it disappear and slam yeah. someone's fucking head in. A lot more jokey. Yeah. A lot more jokes with it. This one, it wasn't jokey. He didn't yeah. make jokes. He wasn't dark. I think Joaquin's performance was better than Heath Ledger's. I think Heath Ledger is a better Joker. 
I think the performance for this movie, because Heath Ledger's performance, it was great, but he was character two in that movie. It was Batman's movie and one B even. This was, fuck. (laughs) This was Joaquin Phoenix's movie. And the performance he put on, if you remove the Joker from, you know, you remove the Joker name, I think that acting performance is better than Heath Ledger's acting performance. However, I think Heath Ledger's Joker is a mix between the dark Joaquin Phoenix and the way less dark Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Nicholas. Whichever one. Nicholas son. Um, <laughs> I think it's a perfect medium to where he is dark and grounded in reality, but not too dark to where he isn't the Joker and he isn't making jokes. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. You're kind of making Jack the case Nicholson. against Heath Ledger just because he wasn't the main guy. Which I understand, but if Heath Ledger was the main guy, if we got a Joker movie about Heath Ledger's Joker, not even an origin story, just Heath Ledger's Joker, do you think he could outperform what uh, what what uh, Walking Phoenix did in this movie? Never know. Well, we will never know, but I don't know. It just felt, you know, like I said, I said it a few weeks ago. I, re- I w- spent like an hour just watching all the Joker scenes in The Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight. So fucking fantastic. I I'm pretty fresh with it, and I don't know. I just felt like. Joaquin Phoenix did a really good job. I just felt like it wasn't the Joker. And it, it was and the Joker or it was Arthur Fleck. It wasn't the Joker. 100% agree with that. And that's why if you give me the rankings, I'm putting Heath Ledger above Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. You give me who's going to get an Oscar, I'm giving it to Joaquin well, Phoenix. Heath Ledger got an Oscar. For supporting actor. Well, he can't win best actor if he's a no, supporting he actor. But Joaquin Phoenix can't. <laughs> Well, that's just based on his role, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you give me both of them side by side, I think the more critically acting performance was Joaquin Phoenix. But I think the best Joker is still Heath Ledger. Do you think Joaquin Phoenix will get nominated, though? 100%. I don't know, I, this man. was fucking amazing. Seems like the critics haven't liked this movie. And it's, I mean, maybe, but it's, if they don't like the movie, it's not because of his performance. Yeah. To play someone who's so mentally ill as Joaquin Phoenix is in this movie. <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> um, it's just, it takes a fuck ton of talent yeah. to make it feel like he's fucked up in the head like that. Yeah. And to have those awkward moments and those hysterical laughing to where he's in pain laughing. Yeah. Like, that's some dark, gritty shit that it was all him. I heard something that, uh, that scene... Like, he wasn't, like, pretending to laugh. Like, he made himself hysterically laugh. I don't know how true that is or if I even understood what the person was saying correctly. It's a method acting. Like, it wasn't a, a fake, um, like, laugh. Like, you know, like, just sounding like you're laughing. Like, he forced himself one way or another just to, like, laugh. And that's, like, how it came out. I mean, I believe it Which, because it was fucking gruesome. I believe it, but you have to practice that laugh. There's no way that oh, Joaquin Phoenix practiced it. So, so happens to have, like, a Joker laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there's no that way. Was, that was the... Uh, the auditions was they just made him laugh. Whoever had the best laugh, and they'll just go from there. Better laugh. I think Walking Phoenix is number three. You're putting him three? I think Heath Ledger's number two. I think Jared Leto's number one. That's a joke. Who's That's a the... joke, man. I'm number one. <laughs> you're, the, you're the top joker. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the best laugh? Oh, I don't remember. No, I'm gonna Heath give Ledger's laugh that much. Honestly, I'm gonna throw Mark Hamill in here. I'm gonna be honest, Ty. I am not well versed in this mm. category. I can't give you a ranking. That's fine. I think Walking Phoenix is good. It was good. It was creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. Again, he was the most grounded in reality. How does uh, Mark Hamill's laugh sound? I cannot do it because he is a legend, and I am not. Okay. Mark Hamill's the guy who plays in Star Wars, right? Yes. He's Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Okay, that's interesting. Also Joker. It's a combo. One hell of a combo. You got any more questions for me? About I don't. The movie? It was a great fucking movie. 
and I loved it. I suggest and seeing it definitely. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's dark. I honestly was kind of scared. Like I was on the edge of my seat, but not because of the movie, but because of just. I guess yeah. I kind of said I don't blame the movie for being inciting violence or whatever. But I was scared in the theater when we bought our tickets. We went up to buy our popcorn and shit. Yeah. There was like two guys that they just hired to do security for that night. Yeah. And they were testing shit out. And he's like, oh, I don't think it's working. And I'm like, motherfucker, it better be working. Like, they're little radio things. <laughs> Didn't like it. Was it not yeah. a uh, feel-good moment? They should have done that behind the door. Not right out in the fucking <laughs> lobby. Yeah, most definitely. But I, I suggest it. If you, I suggest it. I do think uh, go into this movie with reasonable expectations. Don't expect a lot of Joker. And understand that this is a, a, a character-driven movie that was driven by Joaquin Phoenix. And that maybe it got a little bit too hyped because it was the Joker, but just don't look at it as a Joker movie. Look at it as a movie movie. Just look at it Walking Phoenix. Expect it to be a dark, R-rated movie, though. Don't go in expecting a fun, campy movie. Don't expect to bring your middle school kid with you and say, oh, it's fine. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's a dark fucking movie, and expect that. Yeah. And you'll love it. I agree. Anything else, Jay? That'll be it. It was a fun pod yeah. and YouTube video. Yes, it was, Ty. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.